Welcome to Influence Me, a series of podcasts where the prime focus is leadership. I'm Assistant Commissioner Andrew Short, and I'm going to be hosting a series of podcasts where I get to interview a variety of guests, both internal and external to QFES. The topic is something extremely important to us, and one that is central to the success of QFES. I want to talk with these guests about leadership, and I want to learn more about leadership from the thoughts and experiences of others. I want to be influenced. Today's guest, Craig Harper, is one of Australia's leading presenters, writers, educators in the areas of health, high performance, resilience, self-management, leadership, corporate change, communication, stress management, addiction and personal transformation. Craig has been an integral part of the Australian health and fitness industry since 1982 and in that time has worked as an exercise scientist, corporate speaker, consultant, university lecturer, AFL conditioning coach, radio host, TV presenter, writer and successful business owner. Craig, it's an absolute pleasure to have you along. I've described to you how our audience is one of emergency service personnel, both volunteer and, and staff. This podcast series that I have released a number of podcasts on is about leadership. Uh, today we're going to talk about self-awareness and whether it's a key component to strong leadership. I have had the benefit of listening to your podcast and the views that you have around this. So just talk to me about when did it become clearer for you that self-awareness is integral to someone being a pretty good leader? Well, I think that, you know, leadership is largely about communication. So can I communicate well? Can I be understood? Do I understand someone else's perspective? And also my PhD, which did start out in motivation, which you said in the intro, but my it's morphed into, I'm actually looking at a thing called external self-awareness, which is essentially understanding the you experience, that is understanding what it's like being around you. So communication, connection, building relationships, synergy, understanding how people work, emotional intelligence, social intelligence, situational awareness, all of these things are key in terms of being able to connect with people and lead people and, and to be not only, I guess, you know, have good practical leadership skills, but also to be able to be intuitive and instinctive and in the moment because, you know, situations, circumstances, environments, events, conversations, and, you know, people are fluid. Everything's in a state of change. A lot of things, especially right now where we're at, a lot of things are not particularly predictable or foreseeable or certain or comfortable. And so in the middle of that, we need people who, you know, can self-manage optimally, but also lead optimally and, and help others feel calm and confident in that space. Look, you've been playing this for, for a long time, and I'm sure that you've got to uh, come to some very clear views on things. Why do humans have problems with this stuff? Well, because we think other people think like us. Yep, yep. So the only person who thinks like Andrew Short is Andrew Short. Yeah. And so when you go into a conversation and you assume that other people think like you, you're already at a disadvantage because you're making an erroneous assumption and you're more likely to create disconnection than connection. Yeah. And so same too with Craig Harper or same too with anyone listening. And so we go into a conversation. My first question to myself is if I'm in a conversation with you and we're trying to figure something out together or solve a problem or, you know, create some kind of great outcome or address an issue, my first question is, not why isn't he listening to me or paying attention. My first question is, what's Andrew's story? What's his version of what's happening right now? And so this is the epitome of self-awareness, is to realise 
that you know we all look at the world and every situation circumstance challenge environment conversation through our own window and everybody has their own window and we all like to think that we're really open-minded and objective but the truth is the human experience is subjective and so if you've got certain ideas and beliefs and values and principles and background and faith and ideology and which we all have then your view, your understanding, the window through which you view the world is really influenced largely by those things. And that's not good or bad. That's just It's just human. what it is. And yeah. self-awareness yep. is, yeah, self-awareness is recognising that in you. I, and even though I talk about objectivity and open-mindedness, I acknowledge that I'm not totally open-minded or objective because I have set beliefs, values, ideas, education and you know, influences in my world. This is a, a really integral part of communication, leadership and awareness. Just listening to you, Craig, it reminds me, there's a little Anne Landers who is an author and she's got a quote, which is, don't accept your dog's admiration as conclusive evidence that you are wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and I want, I want that on the t-shirt, son. Get me oh, I know, it's a, it's, it's, it, that, is a, that is a great little quote. And certainly, given that the focus is on yeah, for us, we, we know that we can only deliver good emergency service delivery or good emergency services to our communities if they're led by people who are not just competent, but also can actually uh, interact, relate to, lead, communicate, empathise with people, both the communities they actually serve plus their own team. So it really re remains a real challenge for us in that space. If I ask you, you know, what advice should we give or what messages should we give to developing leaders, what would it be in terms of how they can help themselves? I think, I mean, I'm a little bit biased because of my research, but one of the first things I would say is, what do you think it's like being around you? Because everyone that you lead is around you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if you have no idea or understanding or awareness of the you experience, then you're going to have trouble. And that's not about being insecure or egotistical or fearful about what people think of you, but rather being aware so that, you know, one of the bits of feedback that I got early days when I was doing some of my jobs is that, Craig, you can be intimidating. And it was never even a thought in my mind that I was intimidating because I was just passionate and excited. So what I thought was passion and excitement for, for some people was a bit overwhelming. So I had to temper that and I had to become aware of the Craig experience and I had to learn that my intention is not someone else's experience. And so we see a lot of leaders and managers and teachers and coaches and mentors and role models who are intellectually brilliant but sociologically not so much and and so if you've got 10 people in front of you and you're giving a single directive to 10 different human beings there's a fair chance that you're going to have 10 different reactions and responses and yeah. interpretations good leadership is knowing that because you might say one thing to 10 people and one gets inspired one's confused one's disappointed one's offended and and so on so it's trying to understand your people, and then when you understand your people, you can lead more effectively. Yeah, agree. And to that end, I'm just going to read something out to you, and I'm going to get your view on it. Now, this is a bit of a research sure. that came out about individuals' attributes. And what 
separates a person who's effective versus not. And it found that there are certain attributes which characterize high performance. And these, are, these include mm. achievement motivation, self-awareness, social awareness, and self-regulation. And mm. for me, that kind of wraps it up a bit. For me, my view is that people who are self-aware have to be self-aware before they can self-regulate. To, you know, to your earlier point, that mm. if you're oblivious to yourself in, the, in terms of the way you impact people, how can we self-regulate? How mm. can we adapt or change the way we do things? What's your view on that? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Completely agree. And it's like this is almost getting a bit woo-woo, but self-awareness, the beginning of self-awareness is to recognise <laughs> your lack of awareness. It's, it's, that's the, or the record, you know, the beginning of consciousness is to recognize your lack of consciousness. And again, this is, you know, this is just like a really fundamental principle for evolving on a personal level. And, you know, I spend my life talking to audiences and groups and, and when I'm not doing that, a lot of the time I'm thinking about how do I share this message or this idea or this story or this insight in a way which resonates with the biggest percentage of people possible. Because if I'm not connecting and resonating, it doesn't matter what the message is because it's not going to get the job done. Yeah, exactly. And it also speaks to the notion of lifelong learning. Again, another woo-woo moment that people who can understand that there's an ex another expression, which is the more I know, the more I realize I don't know, which I think mm. does play a role yeah. in this area. The notion of wisdom and mm. why is it that people, is it that they learn the hard way? Is it that, that just life gives them the, the years and time to, to understand themselves a bit better? I like to think that lack of self-awareness is something that can drop off in, in terms of a population that most people as they go along, they learn things the hard way and maybe stop making the same mistake over in terms of either you know, disrespecting someone or misrepresenting someone because they think they know what the answer is. What does this notion of life and wisdom, how does that come into it? Knowledge is knowledge. And I guess, you know, and we all have knowledge and we can all go and learn something. But having an, a, an intellectual or a cognitive understanding something is not the same as putting that wisdom or that knowledge or that education into practical use and turning it into a positive outcome and wisdom for me wisdom is knowing how to use information or how to use knowledge to create good outcomes and it's not just knowing how to it's knowing when to and it's about timing and it's about patience and it's about insight and you know there's a lot of smart people in inverted commas who create bad results because they might be intellectually brilliant but they're socially or emotionally not so brilliant and you know it takes a long time to especially when I think this is more a man problem than a, a female problem but I think because a lot of men are, can be more uh, egotistical I know I certainly was and fearful and we didn't want to look silly and we always want to win or be the smartest or it just doesn't work you know it's for me great leadership is about going sometimes it's about going i don't know i don't know but i'll find out or we're not sure right now but so this is what we're going to do you know you don't need to know everything you don't need to win everything you don't need to be the smartest 
wisdom as being okay with not being all of that it stuff. It scares the hell out of some people. Oh, I see this re regularly, that, that notion of, of losing faith and being embarrassed and yeah. probably speaks to mm. some of our societal traits and cultures that are deeply embedded. Just listening to you then, an expression come to my mind, which is an old Ralph Ellison quote, which is, when I discover who I am, I'll be free. And, yeah. and I think that for me is at the center of this. I feel like we spend a lot of time trying to be what we think people want us to be rather than just being authentic and whatever the outcome will be, the outcome will be. And you know, this fear we have of not belonging or looking silly or not getting it right or, you know, not getting it right and looking silly and stuffing things up is called being human. But w what matters is what we do when that stuff happens. Okay, cool. So you stuffed up, it didn't work, you made a mistake, then own up, step up, learn and do better. That's leadership. Leadership is not being infallible. Leadership is not knowing everything. And that's you know, and leadership is not ego. Leadership is humility. I'm a, I'm a big fan of humility within leadership. It's not a very, I don't think it's a very common trait. I think we've got a lot of bu artificial <laughs> bullshit barriers, to use that term, which get in the way. Just yeah. unconscious of time, and I think I want to take us now into, the, into this final little section where I ask five questions of every guest. The first question is, what do you wish you really understood? Uh, well, that's kind of been the same for forever and it's still the same. And I think I've got a better handle on it, but I'm going deeper all the time and that is just human behaviour. I'm fascinated with people and I'm fascinated with psychology and I'm fascinated with why we do things and why we communicate and relate and interact and love and hate and do the things that we do. So for me, you know, it's always about understanding the human condition uh, on a deeper level and that really hasn't changed. So I'm always kind of, you know, which is why my, my research focus is neuropsychology. Yeah, and, and I get that. Now I've listened to enough of your work to understand what, why, why you are motivated like that, which is very good. The second question, what do you wish that other people understood about you? And, and before, before you answer, but you, know, you alluded to yourself that the earlier version of you, you know, probably frightened the hell out of people. So, and I'm not saying that yeah. you need to answer it in that terms. There might be some more recent stuff for you, but you know, what, what do you wish that other people understood about you right now? I think when you have a little bit of a profile, I don't have a big profile, but I have a minor profile. And I've written nine books and worked in telly and radio and done some cool things. And I think people think that you're better than you are. Yep, yep. <laughs> and surprisingly, I want to tell people, what I wish people understood about me is that I've only done the stuff that I've done because I'm, I have an ability to finish things and I'm disciplined and I'm good at making decisions because I choose to and I'm good at following through and I'm, I'm okay with pain and discomfort and I'm okay with uncertainty and unpredictability and I'm not highly intelligent. I'm not highly gifted. I don't have great genetics. I didn't have, um, I didn't come from a wealthy upbringing. I, you know, it's just I'm on no level gifted and so it's just work. So what I want people to understand out of that is if I can do okay and I can do some cool things and create some good outcomes and learn and grow, evolve and help people and build businesses and succeed and work with Olympic athletes and elite teams and all these great things, then you can do some cool stuff too. So I really want, you know, I like almost celebrating my mediocrity because my mediocrity is what kind of drove me 
to try really hard. And, and to take the choices that you now have decided to take, which it made for me is a way mm. of summarising that. We're all people, average in many terms, but, we, but some of us who take choices can define themselves along that. The next one is question three, which is what type of leader do you prefer? Gee whizzy. (laughs) Gee whizzy. For me, I just connect with authenticity. So if I feel like, I think one of the problems or one of the challenges, Andrew, is that when you're in part of an organization or a group or a church or a political party or a fill in the blank, whatever, and you're a leader, then there's almost an expectation and a responsibility that you will just echo the company line. And so many people we see live in an echo chamber of thought and behavior and repetition. And it drives me nuts because I feel like people are actually not saying the truth. So I just want to know what you actually think. I don't want you to stand up there and say what you've been told and trained and taught. I want to know what you really actually think. And if I like it or don't like it, it doesn't matter. I care most that you're authentic and honest. And for me, the leaders and the influences that have inspired me personally over my life have been exactly that. And they were often people that I really looked up to and they would tell me things I did not want to hear. But as long as I respected them, I would take it on board. And I always respected them if I knew they were consistent in their authenticity and living their values. Great answer. Question four, in respect to leadership development, what advice would you give to the younger version of yourself? I guess I was a bit of a people pleaser back in the day. And I wanted to keep, I wanted, because I was insecure and I had a big ego and I was all those, you know, I was a a buffed bodybuilder with muscles hanging off my eyelids (laughs) and I just wanted approval and acceptance and love and to belong and, you know. Yeah which is not abnormal, but that's what I was. And so one of the manifestations, behavioral byproducts of that was that I was always trying really hard to keep everyone happy and do everything for everyone and be likable. Oh, doesn't that wear you out? Doesn't that wear um, you out? That's that notion. Well, and it's also not kindness. It's actually weakness. And I realized that I just didn't think enough of myself at times. And so... It's one, I would say to my younger self, it's okay that not everyone's going to like you and that's cool. Not everyone's going to resonate with your messages and ideas and that's cool. And they're not bad people. They're good people. People don't have to agree with you to be awesome. Yeah, gotcha. The final question, and this question speaks to connection and communication between people, particularly in difficult times. How do you prefer to deliver bad news? In person, text message? Snapchat, TikTok, carrier pigeon. What's your approach? Uh, definitely carrier pigeon. <laughs> um, I think it's. I think accessing pigeons these days is and uh, just writing on those tiny bits of paper. But I see it as a challenge. The only way to deliver bad news is face to face in person. If you can't, then I would do it via video call or Zoom or something like that. And if you can't do that by phone, but my preference would always be face to face because then you can, you know, you can do that with compassion and with awareness and with empathy and a level of consideration for the other person that you can't really do when you're just typing a message into your phone. Yeah, agreed. And, and thank you. Well, that brings us to the end. Thank you for the work you do, Craig, 
And I know Pleasure, I've mate. seen and listened to your work. And I know, I, I really know in my heart that you've had an impact on people. And you know, that's a legacy piece that we all want in our lives. We all, we all, all want to have made a difference somehow. And I appreciate the work you've done and the work that you'll continue to do. If I used to ask you one more question, that is, what should people do right now today to make a difference in their life to become a better leader? What would it be? I would say stop overthinking everything. I, I think we're a generation of overthinkers and underdoers. And we're theoretical giants sometimes, but practical dummies sometimes. And I mean that respectfully because I've been a practical dummy myself many times. But, you know, if we really want to grow, learn, evolve, improve, it, it happens in the doing. So stop waiting. Stop, you know, some people have been waiting for the right time for 16 years. So step out of theory, step into the process and the, prax the, the, the practice and the habit and you'll stuff up. And, but when you stuff up, you'll learn the difference between you know, a failure and a lesson is purely individual interpretation. So I've had thousands of lessons and no failures. <laughs> <laughs> and I get the point you're making there. So. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Pleasure, Andrew. Thanks so much for your time and keep doing the good work. Thank you.